In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, at my previous congregation where I did my vicarage, my pastoral uh, internship, there was a man at the church whose name was Mr. Bill. Uh, Bill was actually his first name, but everyone in the church uh, really just knew him as Mr. Bill. Uh, he was one of the kindest, uh, gentlest, most genuine, and generous people you will ever meet. Uh, everyone loved Mr. Bill. Uh, and Mr. Bill had a hobby. He loved to go sailing. Uh, he actually owned a boat up in the Kenosha area in, in a harbor up there. And he loved to spend his summer days out on the water. And and when my wife and I heard about this, when we learned uh, that he had a boat and that he loved to go sailing, we were immediately uh, hoping and maybe, maybe even a little scheming to get a ride on that boat. And so every once in a while, I would drop hints to him after worship about how we had no friends and our weekends were free and, uh, you know, just we're always looking for things to do. And I don't know if that's what did it, but eventually, uh, Mr. Bill and his wife invited us up for a ride on their sailboat. Now, uh, my wife and I had never been on a boat like that before, and, and so about a week before we went up, it was going to be a Sunday afternoon in late August, I sent Mr. Bill an email, and I just wanted to ask, what do we need to bring? I didn't know, are there special sailing shoes you have to wear to stay safe on the boat? Was I expected to show up like in a sailor's outfit or something? Was there a hat I needed to wear? Could I bring a pirate flag just for fun? Um, I just asked, what do I need to bring? And Mr. Bill wrote me back a, a short uh, but sweet email, and he said, uh, bring a warm coat. And he said, I know it's going to sound crazy, uh, but bring a coat. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, that does sound crazy, uh, because the day that we were uh, planning on going, it was forecasted to be like 95 degrees. Uh, it was going to be a bright, sunny August day. And, and the last thing I was expecting him to write back was to bring a warm coat. I was thinking maybe he would tell me to bring sunglasses or, or maybe to bring sunscreen or an extra towel or something like that. But, uh, but he said, bring a coat. And so I brought a coat. I stuffed it in my backpack because I didn't want anyone at the harbor to wonder why I was wearing a parka on a 95-degree day. And I just put it in my bag, and we got on the boat. And we, we started to sail out into the water. It was beautiful. It was hot. It was sunny. Uh, but we made it maybe a few hundred yards out into Lake Michigan, and I don't know if it's always like this on the water, uh, but the winds began to change. And, and while it was still 95 degrees on the shore, out on the water, it started to get cold, and, and the breezes came, and all of a sudden, uh, we had been sweating one minute, and the next minute, we're shivering. And, and, and man, was I glad that I had brought that coat. And, and so I learned an important life lesson that day that I think everyone needs to learn. And that is that when Mr. Bill says, bring a coat, uh, as crazy and as silly as it sounds, you bring a coat. And, and it just might end up saving you. Our, our Old Testament reading for today uh, was the story of Noah and the flood. Uh, I think a very familiar story to many of us from Genesis chapter 6. Uh, and in that story, I believe that Noah learned a similar lesson to the one that I learned. Uh, God did not tell Noah to bring a coat, uh, but he did tell Noah to build a boat. And Noah had to learn an important lesson, that when God says, build a boat, as crazy and as silly as that might seem, you build a boat, and it might just end up saving you. Uh, you see, back in, in the beginning of our reading, if, if you can remember that, um, God looked at his world, and it was a world that I believe is very similar to the world that we live in today. 
Sometimes I think we find it hard maybe to connect to the Old Testament because it feels like this distant foreign world where people have crazy names like Methuselah and people are living to crazy long ages, 900 plus years, and, and it seem, might seem hard to connect to the world of the Old Testament. But I believe when I read about the world that Noah was living in, uh, to me it seemed very similar to the world we live in. We, we heard that God looked down at his world, and it, w- it was the world that he loved that he had created, but it had fallen so far. God looked at the world, and he saw that evil was everywhere. Sin was out of control. It was a world that was corrupt and broken, a world with anger and violence and hatred, uh, kind of like the world that I think many of us feel like we live in, that we see on TV, that we experience in our own lives. Uh, and God loved that world, though. He had, he had breathed it and spoken it into existence. And, and so he was heartbroken at was, what was going on over his world. And he knew that he couldn't just let this keep happening. He couldn't just let evil run its course and destroy the world that he loved. And so he knew he must do something that now God knew was the time for justice. And so God would enact a plan of justice and judgment in, in bringing that flood to destroy the world that he loved. God would bring justice and judgment, but we also hear that he will bring deliverance and rescue. Um, that in his amazing grace and love, he, he wasn't just going to let this world be destroyed, but that he would rescue and deliver Noah and his family and, of course, all of the animals. Uh, and as part of that plan of deliverance and rescue, uh, God tells Noah to build a boat. Uh, now, I don't know what Noah was thinking when, when God gave him that command, build a boat. Uh, I know what I might have been thinking. Uh, I might have asked God, uh, did I hear you right? Uh, build a boat, really. The, the world is falling apart. Uh, evil has corrupted the earth. We live in a world with anger and violence and hatred and murder, and you want me to build a boat? Uh, uh, God, there's not exactly very much water around here, uh, especially for a boat that size. Uh, are, are you sure, Lord, there isn't something maybe more productive I could be doing with my time? Uh, I have some wood. Uh, maybe I could build some gallows where those perpetrators would hang. Or, or maybe I could build a billboard, letting all those sinners know exactly where they're going to burn. Uh, you know, Lord, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. Uh, give me something good, you know, something productive, something satisfying. But, but God didn't say that. He said, build a boat. And and so Noah did for 70 years, uh, by our best estimates from uh, Scripture and history, for 70 years, seven zero years, uh, Noah worked on building that boat. Uh, for 70 years, as he was probably laughed at and mocked for building a boat with no water, uh, as his hands cramped from all of that hammering, as his back was breaking from uh, carrying all of that wood, Noah built that boat. Uh, although there was no water as as the days turned into weeks, and the weeks turned into months, and the months turned into years, and still no rain, Noah built that boat. As the years turned into decades, he kept on building. It wasn't glamorous, it wasn't popular, it didn't win him any awards, it didn't satisfy his urge for justice and and personal judgment, but when God says build a boat, you build a boat. And it would turn out that that Noah was actually really glad that he did, wasn't he? Uh, Because God was right. He kept his word. And and God used that boat to rescue Noah and his family and all of those animals. For for a year, they they lived inside of that boat while the storms raged, uh, while the winds blew, 
While the rain fell, Noah and his family and the animals rested easy in that boat because that boat was God's means of deliverance. It was the way that God was rescuing his people. That boat was their very salvation. Now again today, the the world that we live in, uh, I don't think is all that different from Noah's world. Our, Our world is also a world where we see evil around us. It's a world of suffering and pain and hurt, Uh, a world where our lives are torn apart by the effects of sin. And and yet God, once again, has promised a rescue. Just like with Noah, God has promised our deliverance. And and I don't believe that God has told any of us to build a boat, although if he's told you that, maybe talk to me after the service today. Uh, God hasn't told us to build a boat But he has called us to believe. You see, God's word for us today is to believe in a cross. That's how God will deliver us. Believe in a cross, he says. Just believe in in that cross because that is where God has, has conquered sin. That is where he has defeated Satan. That is where he has overcome evil. To us today, God has promised a rescue, a, a deliverance, and his word is believe a cross. Now, for some of us, maybe like Noah, we might wonder if we've heard him correctly. (laughs) In this world that is being torn apart by evil and sin, as the cancer comes and as our loved ones die, as as we see terrible things happening on on our TV screens, we might wonder, Lord, did did we get that right? Did you you really just want us to believe in a cross? Uh, There's got to be something more, doesn't there? Something more satisfying, something more tangible. But But that is what God has given us. He says, believe in a cross. He hasn't told us to believe in ourselves, to trust in our own wisdom or our own abilities or our own awards or our own strength. He hasn't said that. He hasn't told us to believe or to trust in our money or our bank accounts and to find hope and peace uh, in our 401ks. He hasn't told us to, to believe in any other person or any other power or any other government. He says, believe in a cross. And that that doesn't always look the part. It's not big, it's not bold, it's not flashy. It, it's nothing we can take credit for. And, and yet that is what God has given us. That is his means of rescue. That is the way that he will deliver us. Can you imagine uh, being Noah and for 70 years, a whole lifetime, you are called to live a life of, of simple faith, That's what Noah was doing, wasn't he? Living a life of faith, trusting in God as he built this boat that that one day it would all make sense. As he was laughed at and and mocked and ridiculed, as his back was breaking under the weight of that work, as the the rains didn't fall after weeks and months and years and, and decades, Noah was called to live a life of simple faith, trusting and his God. And, and brothers and sisters, God has called us to a very similar life of faith for however many years that might be. He has called us to simply believe in a cross. And just like for Noah, that won't always be easy. We might be laughed at or mocked at. <laughs> to live a life of faith believing in a cross might not make sense to, to very much of the world. It, it won't always scratch our itch for justice and judgment. Some days we might feel like, like it doesn't feel very fulfilling, like we're just spinning our wheels or like it's not enough. 
Some days we might want to bring down our own flood of justice and judgment upon the evil we see in this world. We might want to do something bigger or, or better or, or greater, but, but there is nothing greater that God has given us to do, brothers and sisters, than to live a life of faith. The greatest thing that God has called any of us to is to simply believe in his cross, to trust in his Jesus, to Rest easy in his sacrifice. And, and just as, as God kept his word to Noah, God will keep his word to us. That cross will be our deliverance. <laughs> it will be our rescue. It might not look like it today, but our God is faithful. And it's the cross which is our salvation. See, there are three things I know. The first is that when Mr. Bill says, bring a coat, as crazy and as silly as it might be, uh, you bring a coat, and it might just end up saving you. And and when God says, build a boat, you build a boat. (laughs) And when God says, believe in my cross and trust in my Jesus and rest easy in my sacrifice, you believe and you trust and you rest, and it will end up saving you. In Jesus' name. Amen.